good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. So I'm coming to you from Nashville, uh, Tennessee, where I've been at the National Religious Broadcasters, having a wonderful time, very inspiring time, very encouraging time, networking with different people, meeting different people. But I'm sure glad to be back with you live this morning. In the last few days, I have been doing uh, the Daily Word and Prayer, pre-recording it, and there's something about doing it live with those who come here live. Of course, you can watch later in the day, or you can listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. But um, our, our meeting last night was very appropriate for today's message. And so we're in the book of Philippians. I want to jump right into it and, and uh, see what Paul is saying here about our lives and how we're to be living as Christians. And so let's get right into Philippians chapter 3. And Paul urges the Corinthians, or excuse me, the Philippians here. He says, Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern which you have in us. We've saw, we saw a couple of days ago how important it is that we do pattern certain things after the life of Paul. He's given as an example. Certainly, Jesus is our ultimate example, but Paul and others, we talked about the importance in your life. Now, do you have Christian examples that you can follow and, and um, learn, to be, learn to be like here and learn to value the way they live as Christians? But then secondly, we, we, he goes on, he says, for many walk of whom I told you and now tell you even weeping that they're enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, who and whose glory is in their shame, and who set their mind on earthly things. What a description, not only of the days Paul was living in, but the days we're living in. And so why do, why do we not set our minds on earthly things? What's so wrong with that? Why not be obsessed with so many people like, you only live one life, you got to get all you can, get everything you can out of it, Live it to its max, live it to its fullest. You only live once, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Why not be like that? Why not embrace this, this value system, this hedonism that is so common in our culture today? And the answer is found in the very next verse. Paul says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eat from which also we eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, your citizenship, I don't know if you realize this, but your citizenship is in heaven. You're ultimately, that's, that's our home. That's where we're going to be. And that's where our loyalty, our ultimate loyalty should be. However, this raises a couple questions for me. And, and I mentioned our being here at the National Religious Broadcasters. And last night our, was our presidential forum night. It was a night in which all presidential candidates are invited to come and address the religious broadcasters of America. There's several thousand of us there, people on all kinds of Christian radio, Christian television, Christian bot, podca podcasting, uh, people like I'm doing on YouTube. People come together to learn and grow, be inspired, be encouraged. And they issue an invitation on this the presidential forum night to anyone who's a candidate for president, and only one answered the call last night. Only one said they'd like to come address us and talk to us. And as you might guess, that was our uh, current uh, for, former President 45, President Trump, and he was running again, and he came and spoke to us. But prior to that, it struck me that we it was such a citizenship night. 
And of course, this is where my verse is. And so I thought, how interesting. We sang some patriotic songs that, to be honest, I've not sung in a long, long time. I've sung God Bless America and the Star Spangled Banner. But when we were singing My Country Tis of Thee, Sweet Land of Liberty. And when was the last time I sung that song? And to be honest, I had to ask, do my grandchildren know that song? Do my children know that song? And it, it struck me that how this the value of living in the country, valuing, appreciating, and citizenship. So this raises a question about our citizens in heaven. And I'd like to raise two questions. Number one, does this mean I renounce or disavow my earthly citizenship? Now, I think one thing we ought to understand about interpreting the Bible is it's, it, I, I go by the principle, it says in Scripture, and again it says, or it's, it is written, and again it is written. And so sometimes it's important to look for not only what is written in the Scripture, but are there other verses that relate to it? Paul clearly says here, our citizenship is in heaven. You might conclude from that, well, that means my citizenship is no longer here on earth. I no longer am a citizen of the nation of which I have, and, and I renounce or I disavow or I do not value my citizenship here on earth. I, I, I could take it or leave it. It doesn't really matter. Well, Paul didn't seem to have that attitude. Paul was a Roman citizen, and we see in Scripture that Paul used his Roman citizenship. In Acts chapter 16, they were arrested and they were beaten in the city of Philippi. This very city right here, that, that this book that we're looking at, Philippians. And, and when they realized they'd done something wrong, they were going to send them away. And he said, wait a minute, we're Romans. We're citizens of Rome. And you, you've mistreated us. You've taken away our rights. You beat us unjustly, threw us in prison unjustly. And now you just want to send us away quietly. No, no, no. You're going to do this right because we're citizens of Rome. He used his Roman citizenship. He obviously had not disavowed it. He obviously wasn't even ashamed of it. Later in the book of Romans, he, he writes to us and he says that we should uh, honor our, the country. We should honor the authority, the governing authorities. It seems to me that Paul tells us that we're citizens of heaven, but he also doesn't deny that we're citizens of the country in which we live. And so what do we learn from this? I think the way we put the two together is to say that we're ultimate citizens of heaven. And therefore, our citizenship in heaven would, would outlast and supersede our citizenship here on earth. But it does not mean that we're not also citizens on earth, me in my case, the United States, and that that should be valued and respected. Well, of course, that leads to another question. Be a citizen. What does it mean to be a citizen? Can you answer that question? I must confess that last night as I was preparing, I had to look this up online and just see what does it mean to be a citizen? Of course, it means we tend to think here in America, it means we have certain rights. Because we're an American, we have the rights guaranteed in our constitution and so on. But really, a citizen, to be a citizen is much more than that. I think it's, it includes our rights. It includes our responsibilities. But really what it means is where do we belong? What is our, our identity? And it struck me, singing some of those patriotic songs last night, it struck me that more and more in our country, we've lost sight of what it means to be a citizen. We've lost sight of, of, of patriotism. We've lost sight of, of what are our responsibilities 
as a citizen. We haven't lost sight of our rights. Most people are aware of our rights, and we want to assert them and talk about them. But responsibilities and and uh, as, a, as a patriot, as a, as a citizen, and I want to encourage us that we reclaim this. I don't know why we've lost it. Maybe our education doesn't focus on it enough. Maybe the fact that we've become so multicultural that we have so many people living here who aren't citizens, I don't know. But it needs to be recaptured. Yes, recaptured. I, I believe recaptured for what it means for us in our country so that we can recapture what does it mean for us as citizens of heaven. This is my point. That if we that that our earthly lack of understanding our earthly citizenship may be causing us not to really grasp what it means to have that heavenly citizenship. In other words, the three things I said, what? Where do I belong? Ultimately, our, our home is in heaven. Ultimately, we need to defend the kingdom of God. Ultimately, we need to say, this is my future. This is my identity. Again, does not mean I d- disavow or don't also have my citizenship on, heaven, on earth. I do. And I should likewise say, this is my home. I would need to defend it. I need to protect it. I need to value it. Superseded by my citizenship in heaven. Is this making sense? Secondly, that I will be aware of my responsibilities as a citizen. As a citizen. Yes, we, you have responsibilities as an American citizen. And we sh- you should be aware of those. But also, you and I have responsibilities as a heavenly citizen, a citizen of heaven. You have a responsibility to, for the, towards the kingdom of God, a responsibility to defend it, to promote it, to pray, to honor it, to respect the king, shall we say, as, it, as we saw in, in uh, we see in First Peter three, First Peter two seventeen, that we honor the king and our king, in our in our heavenly citizenship is the Lord Jesus Christ, and yes, because our citizenship is in heaven, we have rights as citizens. You have rights to be heard in prayer, so pray. You have authority over the evil one, so use it. You have a right. You have certain rights in the citizen as a citizen of heaven. Use those rights for the not not for selfishness, but for the advancement of the kingdom of God. This is what we're called to do. Our citizenship is in heaven. One day soon, Jesus is going to return. It says, and from there he will transform us. We eagerly wait for him. We eagerly wait. Again, we have an, an, an election coming up. And people are starting to look forward to it and get excited about it. But we also have the second coming of Christ coming up. And we're eagerly excited about looking forward to that. Let's understand what it means to be an earthly citizen, value it, and allow that knowledge to cause us to be even more excited and more eager and more enthusiastic about the citizenship that will outlast our our American citizenship and take us to that eternal home with Jesus Christ in heaven. Amen? Shall we pray about this? Father in heaven, we pray that we, even in our own country, and we pray for our country, and we do ask for our country, Lord, and I just sense that we have lost sight of what it means to be a citizen here and to have responsibilities here and to, and to we, we think of our rights, but our responsibilities as well. We pray for our country. But I pray also that we would follow the example of Paul, that though he was a Roman citizen and used that citizenship and honored it, that we also would be aware of our heavenly citizenship 
and the responsibilities that go with it and the rights that we can utilize to advance your kingdom. We love you, Lord. We eagerly await your second coming. I thank you, Jesus. Today could be the day. It could be any time. I pray we would live in anticipation and that we would be eagerly awaiting this second coming of Christ. You're going to transform us and make us new. You're going to deliver us from pain. You're going to deliver us from sorrow. You're going to deliver us from trials as you take us to our heavenly kingdom and where we will be with you forever and ever. Thank you. And we bless you and we love you. We give you this day. We pray we'd walk in your footsteps. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, uh, just a quick update. Do pray for me. Uh, so many interesting, uh, we were waiting a long line to get into here, the presidential forum, which was, you know, to hear President Trump last night. Long line. And lo and behold, somehow I just happened to stand in line next to the daughter-in-law of some people who come here every day. And uh, uh, Kurt comes on here every day, Kurt and his wife, Donna. He always gives an amen and amen. And I, can you believe it? Out of thousands of people standing in line, we just happened to stand there. Neither of us had anyone we were with, and we spent the, the, the we, we waited for hours for the president to show up and got to visit and fellowship quite a bit So as we sat there waiting. So it was a very good time. And um, quite an inspiring meeting last night, quite an uplifting time, quite a, we, we got our marching order, shall we say. And so it was a wonderful time. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks for your tears. This has been a great few days for me, very inspiring, very encouraging. And I look forward to applying a lot of things that will benefit you who come here regularly. If you're new today, a special welcome. I hope you will subscribe to our channel. Join with us regularly. Fit into your schedule to come here either live or later in the day and be part of our community. Get the word of God. Get the inspiration and encouragement every single day. It'll make a difference in your life. And if you can't watch, then listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. I so appreciate having you here. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.